And that about wraps things up for uh, today's episode. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for listening to the P- Political Junkie. I want to give uh, thanks to my co-hosts, Toal Marquez, Adrian Martinez, and Jesus Hernandez. I am Christian Pena, and uh, tune in every Saturday to hear the Political Junkie. So that was our Republican segment. Uh, we appreciate Chris for coming out and thanks giving for us having me. View. Like to take your hand. Yeah, thank Even you. though we don't see the eye to eye, to eye on the issue, I believe we we got some common ground in. Yeah, we talked facts and numbers. Great and conversation. This was a good, discu- good discussion. Chris. Yep. <coughs> Hope thank to see you. you got on the political junkie. Have a great. Thanks one. for having me. So now for this segment of political junkie, we have a little treat. We have a Christian Pena over here acting like a extremely extremely right wing Republican, and he's gonna give us his view on immigration. So we're gonna hear a lot of uh, a lot of. Trump-esque statements, a lot of uh, anti-immigrant statements, and we're going to try to refute that. So Christian will be the Republican. Myself, Jesus, and Adrian will be trying to go against his opinion. We won't, we're we not trying to convince him to switch his opinion. We're just trying to enlighten him, give him more numbers, and to show him that immigration is not fueled just by statements, but actual facts. So Christian, do you want to kick us off with your uh, view on immigration? Yeah, so look here, guys. Um, I think that immigration, illegal immigration is bad. I think that... Uh, they're taking our jobs. They're taking uh, opportunities that could be Americans, and they're taking advantage of it. And uh, it's not really fair to us Americans who uh, do everything legally. And uh, we deserve more. Um, we shouldn't have these people invading our country and uh, committing crimes. Can you uh, be more specific when you're talking about these people? Uh, illegals. Aliens. All kinds. Yes. If they're here illegally, then they have committed an illegal crime. Does it go specifically towards a certain group of ethnic people, or, or you say no, just or, illegal immigration? Anybody got anything to say against Chris? Um, yeah, in fact, you're saying a lot of immigrants are coming in. Illegal immigrants are coming in. Well, in 2016, one Mexicans were only accepted in. Well, in that same year, more than 252,000 were. Deported back to Mexico. So are you going to say more coming in? Well, more being deported. Actually, it doesn't matter. They're here illegally. But you were saying that they're coming. They're more coming and more. in though. And I also have a number of about since 2007, I believe the number of immigrants here was at 12 million, mm-hmm. I believe, and it's gone down a million actually. Right. So there's less immigrants. We see a downwards trend. There's less and less, and you're refuting. You're stating that you're you're a smart guy, right? You're a smart guy. I mean, I tried, man. What you got to say? Um, you said twelve million. I said twelve and, million, and went down one million. Yeah, yeah. Went down one million. You do the mil- You do the math. That's uh, eleven million. No, it went down by one million. Yeah, that's still eleven million in my right. country. Right. That are not that are not up. here legally. But you said, you said the that are breaking the law. Breaking the law. Okay, that's six percent. We could talk about six percent of no, the Mexican. No, it's a hundred percent because they're here illegally. A hundred percent of them are breaking the law. Are our jobs, right? Well, some of these immigrants have owned their own businesses, and they have employed four point seven million people in the last ten years. And so each year, they generate at least seven hundred seventy-six billion dollars a year. So he's saying immigration is contributing to the U.S. economy because so they're creating jobs so and why employing sh- people. So why should they get deported if they're helping us out? They're actually taking our jobs. You have a number behind that, sir? Right. Give me facts because um, they employ, <laughs> employ 4.7 million people a year. So we have numbers that are showing growth in the economy, numbers that are showing employment rates going right. up, jobs are being created, businesses are being deployed, and you're just over here saying they're stealing jobs, Chris. <laughs> they are. They're, they're here illegally. They are... Uh, but they're contributing. They are 
a point of seven million people and they make what do you mean it doesn't matter? I think that and they make up seven hundred and seventy six billion dollars a year. Alright. Chris, so we just basically refuted your economic right. standpoint. Sorry right. that open borders would actually help the economy. But we can continue. You wanna tell us about your stance on the US wall, the border wall? Um, it's a great idea. Um the wall is gonna extend almost two thousand miles, which is great. It's gonna it's gonna help us uh, keep a, uh, illegal immigration intact. You know, if you come here legally, you can take a plane, you can drive, everything's fine. But uh, the ball, the wall will prevent illegal immigration and uh, maybe not exactly, maybe not exactly stop it, um, all illegal immigration, but it will uh, it will help and making that number smaller. All right, and how much is this wall gonna cost? Um, I think we, President Trump is asking for twelve point five billion. Twelve point five to fifteen billion, which they want to receive, and Trump has um have made a call to Mexico for them to pay for the war. And so right now, I don't think they're gonna pay for that. We've also seen, like as we talked about uh, in the previous parts of the segment, a uh, gridlock in the government about funding for this wall. Right. Yeah, so, because uh, the Democrats do not want to fund the wall. And, uh, honestly. That's uh, BS. I think uh, we should get funding for the wall. All right. Isn't there like a lot of private property too on that in that 2,000 miles? Buy it out. What if they don't want to buy it? Uh, that's more money. Right. That's even more money. Okay. More money. And what if Do they don't want to sell to you? We can get it done with $12.5 What if they don't want to sell it? Their house. It doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? It's they will. Well, they right. won't. Everyone has, everyone has a price. I guess, but, like, but the government is not showing the money to pay these prices. <coughs> oh, but they will as soon as the Democrats get their shit together. It's been three years and there's been nothing. And we'll co- we'll continue to fight until the wall gets built. You do understand that most border states, such as California, New Mexico, and Arizona, already have border wall around uh, at the, the southern border. Yes, but it's not uh, as significant as this new wall will be. And, and it will, why will it be as significant? Um, because this wall will be a lot bigger, a lot longer, and it will stop immigration. All right, back to this. I asked you previously what type of people you're talking about, and you said all illegal immigrants. All right. Can we agree that not all illegal immigrants come here through that border? A major- uh, I agree, but a majority of them do. All right, so what do you propose for the immigrants that don't come through that border? Nothing. So, they get, so, just so people there coming is a in? I mean, we, we, need a, we, need, we need a stricter security. I mean, we need to stop all illegal immigration. But the right. first step to this is building a so border Chris, wall. can you agree that there's a there's more of an anti-Mexican immigrant sentiment here in America? Can you right. agree to that? Yes. Why do you think that is, Chris? Because a majority of them are coming from Mexico. But do you think these people are more scared of a certain type of immigrants just based off the fact where they come from? Would you agree on that? I will. I wouldn't agree on that. You would not. No, I think uh, anyone can commit any crimes, and I think it's just a matter of uh, illegal immigration. You know, when an when an illegal immigrant commits a crime, it's more of uh, they shouldn't be here in the first place, and now they're committing these crimes. So, what about when an American citizen commits a crime? What do you feel about that? I mean, uh, obviously, there's way more American citizens committing crimes than. Uh, Immigrants. Than immigrants. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot more Americans that. in the country. But you have not addressed that as a problem. You right. have not addressed uh, American crime rates. We can talk about inner city crime, which is mostly citizens. We can talk about uh, mass shootings. 
which are also mostly citizens. Yeah, yes, this is this is a big problem in the country. Would you, but not, would you not think it's a bigger problem because right, there are more crime rates? Would you agree that there should be more emphasis on those problems than the border as of right now? Those are problems that uh kind of kind of uh require more to be solved than this kind issue. Of. Well, this issue obviously requires a lot because it's been three years and there's been no clear. It does. It does. Re- it does require a lot, but um, what you're asking for is to get rid of all crimes, and that's just unreasonable. That's not what I'm asking for. You're I'm asking you're asking for a more reasonable approach. For a you more reasonable that. approach on uh, crimes, you know the percent of being that are done by Americans, but I don't know what you want to do, do you, about that. Crimes are going to always be. Do you know the percent of immigrants that are felons? Six percent. Six percent, Chris. Yep. And do you know what can classify a felony? Yep. So well, you believe this six percent, which could be tax fraud, possession of a uh, certain paraphernalia, you think that is uh, more danger to you and your family than um, uh, people who are here shooting up uh, schools, events, schools, large numbers. We also see inner city violence, which we haven't addressed as a like you said, six six percent of uh, illegal immigrants are committing crimes or felonies. Felonies. Yes. The degree of that felony is not clear yet. Because we were talking about, as we not said. clear, but it could be very serious. <laughs> it could it be. could be murder. It could, or it could be. just be tax fraud. But it couldn't be also. It could be murder. So just because these these guys are immigrants, we have to address this fact. But we can completely ignore and disregard the amount of Americans who commit massive crimes. Yes, because uh, we had the opportunity to stop these these people, these six percent. From coming into the country, the prison population we quick, have Chris? control over that, and we can stop the, them from the coming into the country mostly, in the first place. Do you know what the what ethnic group uh, dominates the prison population? I do not. Oh, it's African American males. Okay. And sorry to break it to you, but they're not coming from Mexico. Oh, right? I know. So that's a. Would you agree that because they make up the huge amount of the prison population, there's a problem either in our justice system or in the inner cities? Or I mean, they're the they're in prison for a reason, aren't they? Would you agree that everybody in prison deserves to be there? Um. Yeah. So there is no injustices in <laughs> right. the American justice system. Excuse me? So there's nothing wrong with our justice system. Everybody who's guilty, in theory, is guilty. There's yeah, nothing sir. that could go wrong in yeah, the court sir. systems. If you're guilty, you're guilty. You committed the crime, you deserve to be in jail. Oh. Just like these illegal immigrants and what who broke the law America? and entered the country should be in jail. Christian, if you get uh, tried for tax fraud and get uh, proved guilty, I would never, I would never, <laughs> I would never do that. Christian, we're uh, being that's not a, that's right. not a possibility. I'm sorry. Sorry, I can't resume with you, man. Yep. Can we move on to a different part of immigration? Sure. Let's talk about the humanitarian side. Okay. The eight hundred thousand uh, immigrants coming from Mexico are brought here as children. Okay. So these kids are assimilated. They had know nothing else besides the American culture. Kids oh. who sometimes barely even speak Spanish. They're what would you call their native language? And do you believe that sending them back to Mexico is the answer? Or separating from family? Or Jesus, separating from their family? You want to talk more about that? You want to get more into detail about that? Well, um, I don't have any facts, but like every day, more more kids are being separated from their family. You think that's right? Just to leave them by themselves. Well, recently, Why are kids being separated? We've seen uh, the, the camps that these kids are being held at, separated from families. Okay. What's your view on that? Um, I think uh, it's a great idea to just have these kids in this camp for, for uh, a nice moment while uh, we get their uh, situation with their parents situated. And then hopefully we can reunite these families and 
make sure they end up where they have to be. Where do they have to be, Chris? Um, where does a kid that grew up in America but was born on the other side of the border have to be? Mexico. Why? Because they were born there, and uh, they never came here legally. So you're really going to deny a kid who knows nothing else besides an American culture, American schools, the language, people who could be even considered as your friends. You know? He shouldn't have been here. So you completely deny the humanitarian side. I don't know. Recently, there was an article. I don't know if you've seen it. There was a father who was crossing with his child, very desperate father. He crossed the real ground, and uh, there was a picture of him that he had drowned, unfortunately, with his daughter in his hands. That's very sad. So what do you feel, what do you believe the American dream is? The American dream is uh, an American pursuing wealth, we'll happiness. American, right. American uh, an American citizen. If you are an American citizen, you are an American. Where did the first American citizens come from? The first American citizens, when this uh, when this country was uh, colonized and founded, we had uh, we made citizenships after we broke free from Britain, and uh, ever since then. We're American citizens. We're our own country. We're our own country. We're the greatest country in the world. You believe the natives would agree that you're citizens? Um, the natives. I I haven't really seen them. Have you? Oh, you know why you haven't seen them? Why? Because they're chucked into camps that are have absolute shit conditions. Yeah, a couple of them. I don't know. A couple of them. Yeah. Can, you, can you give me one that doesn't have shit conditions, Christian? Have you seen any of these camps? Have you I I, I have not seen any of the. I have not seen any Native Americans and they are deprived of schooling in some times. And it's really n- none of my business. It's I I don't business. really hear about it in the news. I don't really it's hear because about you them. don't hear about it. It's not a problem, Chris. Um, it it doesn't seem like a significant problem if uh, I haven't really heard about it. Been doing this for twelve years now. Um, doing what for twelve years? Right. This uh, I've been a politician for twelve years now, and uh, it, it hasn't really concerned me. Hasn't really concerned me. Illegal immigration has. Why? Because it's uh, because affecting it's the, the economy. It's affecting so us. So basically, you just care about immigration right. because it's in the news. If it wasn't no, in the news, it because be it's a, a big deal. It's in the news because it's a big deal, and I make it clear that it is a big deal. So you coming at me with uh, these Native Americans has nothing to do with illegal immigration. And that's what I'm here to well, talk just, about today. To I'm, talk I'm only about, here to talk right. about illegal immigration today. And uh, I think it, it kind of threw me off guard the way you uh, brought something irrelevant up. It wasn't irrelevant if you could tie it back to my topic, was it? No, it was pretty irrelevant. <laughs> I'm here to talk about illegal immigration. Anybody else want to continue? Anything else on illegal immigration, guys? So, in conclusion, the border wall has become a very persisting theme in politics currently. Ever since 2016 and President Trump, we've seen a lot of uh, polarization brought to it, a lot of divide in the country, a lot of different opinions, strong opinions. And we've seen not that much of uh, action brought behind it. We haven't seen funding brought to the level it needs to be if that border wall is still a possibility. We see a lot of uh, difficulties in the terrain, like we said. We also see the numbers of immigration are not as uh, bad. or We see this trending spiral of the number of immigrants going down through this border wall. So I believe the timing for this border wall is not now. The It's not as important as is an issue as people uh, think it is. And we really won't see any change to our southern border anytime soon. That's what we believe is happening with the, the border issue currently. Since we're talking about this uh, border wall controversy, uh, Jesus, we want to chime in for a bit, talking about the government shutdown. Uh, yeah, this border wall has caused our government to have a lot of problems. 
over the couple of past three years, our government has been divided because of the wall. Cause they, they don't. Some people see like it should be funded, while others believe they don't. And one great example is like Hello said, is the government shutdown. It's the government shutdown lasted for like thirty five days. days, from December to January. Well, I do believe that was our biggest government shutdown yeah. to the day, right? To the day. And why? Why would the government shut down again? It was shut down because Trump wanted, wanted five point seven billion dollars for the wall, which they uh, which the federal government couldn't fund. So they shut it down for 35 days. So we're seeing a lot of controversy, not only between people, but also the government. We see a very Republican president and a Congress, even though they were leaning uh, towards Republican at the time, they still did not see eye to eye. And uh, the president just could not get his funds. So we saw we saw a lot a lot of government employees suffer because of that government shutdown. That is, government employees weren't receiving their checks. They weren't getting paid. So we see a lot of problems with just the idea of this border wall that we need a stronger border wall. This this border wall like really separated the country. If you really see uh you know the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi, they really really like to attack Trump and Trump always likes to attack them back, whether it's through tweets or interviews. You know, he like we just see these uh these um uh political influences really divided and arguing with each other and having lots of controversy and uh a lot of that stems from the border wall you know a lot of people are against it and but a lot of people are for it and it just really divides the country and when uh when the government reaches a point where they reach gridlock uh the government decides to the government has to shut down because we're just not communicating and getting together and fixing our issues. We're just arguing about it and we're really divided about it. And each side is very stubborn about the way they feel and nothing is getting done while our country is divided. And you know, the the border wall really is a really big problem in uh, keeping us together because it's such a big controversy and everyone's very separated on it and nothing's getting done. So I also want to chime in on that. Like you were talking about how these uh, Republicans and Democrats like to argue or attack each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I also believe that the border wall has caused a lot of change in politics. It's caused politics to become more of a, a show. We see uh, a lot of uh, more, I want to say, show, like, show-esque type features in government. We see a lot of people like attacking. We see a lot of, even like, because we're young, we're obviously engaged in social media. We see a lot of even memes based off politics. We see... This border wall has actually created like a culture that makes uh, government a less serious issue mm-hmm. and uh, makes fun of it, mocks it at times. It's more of, uh, you know, our, our political system and our government is starting to be entertaining, you know, like a TV show or like a drama. Uh, and this yeah. all stems from the 2016 election and the focus on a lot of controversial issues such as the border wall. Exactly. And uh, it's. It's basically this side versus the other side, you know, the Democrats versus the Republicans. And it, it's really interesting to see how these uh, politician, politicians approach things, especially now going into the 2020 election. They're, the Democrats and the Republicans, it's just back and forth. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. That's why this segment of the border walls should be less focused on uh, on this on this politics side, because a lot of it's based off emotion and talking back and forth, which we're not saying should not be included, because obviously there's humanitarian approaches to all this, to people getting in and people getting out. But we also have to view the numbers. 
see how people are affected, how what number of people are getting in, what's the quantity, how how do they look to years past? Because actually, since uh, two thousand five, we've actually seen a decline. We've seen a decline of uh Mexican immigrants or immigrants coming in from the southern border, uh, go down. So each year we're seeing this decline. So less less and less people are coming in through that border. So why did we decide that now now we need this border wall? You know, I think honestly, I think uh, President Trump knew exactly how to get his voters, and I think uh, his building of the wall was a way to gain voters and to get people really, really on top of the this issue that really isn't that big of an issue as it as it seems. You know, over the media, the news, it's uh, it's an issue that, like you said, the immigration numbers are going down, but we are acting on it as if it is increasing, like greatly increasing when that's not really the case. All right, so now I'm going to pass the mic to Jesus Hernandez. Give us your thoughts about the wall and what you feel about it. Well, my theme, what I feel about the wall is like, I just feel like it's not one of the smartest ideas to do because the wall is very, like it's a long range between Mexico and the United States. Yeah, approximately. We just uh, yeah. confirmed around 2,000 miles of, but we'd have to build wall. Yeah. Either and it would have be, to be fence or brick, whatever the approach was, but 2,000 miles. We'd yeah. Have to cover. That's a very long distance. And most of it is rivers, mountains, canyons. And like, I don't know how we're supposed to build a wall or pay for canyon. it if we don't have the money for it. If funding is an issue, we just right. see uh, a lot of divide in Congress, especially trying to get the funds for that wall. So we see money is an issue. We see the terrain itself is an issue. So there's a lot of problems arousing with this border wall. And what do you guys think about? our president pushing towards this wall like he's really he really wants this wall to be built and we see a lot of facts and a lot of reasoning behind not building the wall you know it seems unlogical but we see our our president really pushing towards this border wall and is it really that big of an issue so we did see that in the 2016 political campaign we saw a lot of uh, a lot of the candidates being uh, running their campaigns based off emotion so we didn't see a lot of facts brought in behind this wall. We didn't see how funding was gonna be uh, supported. We just saw a lot of uh, a lot of statements, a lot of talking. Yeah, right. based off emotion. So we heard Mexico's gonna pay for the wall, which, when you come to think about it, isn't so reasonable. It's not gonna happen. Mexico's not gonna fork up all this money for an immigration problem, which they don't view as a problem. You're not gonna see. Uh, you're not gonna see like all this, all these statements made during the political campaign come true. It's there's a lot of uh, a lot of problems coming up with it. It's not as right. easy as it was said, and uh, there's a lot, just a lot of a controversy coming towards it now that President Trump is actually in charge. And you know, three years later, coming off the 2016 campaign, <laughs> we haven't really seen a significant change in our borders, and it's just interesting to think about. You know. Mostly all talk and people thought this, people that voted for President Trump thought that this wall would be built. All right, so this segment about of our podcast is actually going to be about the border wall. So we've seen uh, a lot of uh, controversy surrounding the border wall ever since 2016. Obviously, it was a main uh, political point that uh, President Trump was actually tackling. We saw during a lot of his campaign, he put a lot of emphasis on the border wall, a lot of... Uh, a lot of chants saying build the wall. We, we all know the, the slogans, what the focus was on. And we're actually going to talk about the wall, the border, and uh, the number of immigrants crossing, how they get here, 
and this is going to be the border wall segment. I'm Major Martinez, and in this segment, we'll be talking about the demographics. So 60% of immigrants have been here for at least a decade, and 30% of those immigrants are now homeowners. So those are actually interesting sets. So 60% is a large number. and uh, So 60% of these immigrants being here for a decade means that they're, uh, they're here to stay. They're here to be part of the culture, start a family. For whatever reason, they're here, and they're not seeking to leave right away. They're seeking to build a future. And uh, 30% actually purchasing purchasing homes. So that means they're actually contributing to the economy. You get people paying mortgages, getting loans, uh, getting contributing, and uh, pulling their own weight in the U.S. economy. So it's, uh, it's an important stat. These people are here to stay. They're here to build, assimilate, either bring their own flair of culture to the United States or uh, keep their own. We also have that 6% of uh, these immigrants are actually felons. So you want to talk about what that actually could mean, Chris? Um, you know, a felony, you can get a felony for a lot of things, you know, possession of small amount of drugs, you know, any anything not very serious. Um, I think you can get a felony for um, yeah, tax fraud. You can get a felony for, I think, stealing. I think it's over $300, which... In the grand scheme of things, isn't a lot of money. Like you can get a felony for stealing a PS4, you know, when you think about it. And felony when this the word has associated, you know, rapist, murderers. Like a felony is a serious crime, and um, it's kind of unfair to group these people. You know, just stealing a a video game system with uh, someone who abuses people, who kills, and it's uh kind of unfair because a felony can mean a lot of things, but it's associated with uh, really bad crimes and it, a felony can be, you know, a not so serious crime. So we established that 6% may be an alarming number, but we have to think about the grand scheme of things. We also have that uh, 416,500 people here actually outstayed their visas. So you have people who uh, come here legally, not ignoring the border wall, people aren't crossing it. They're flying over or driving over with visas. And they're just outstaying them. That's a big number. That's it's almost 500,000. And that does not include people who come over with work permits or uh, student visas. So that also uh, passes by, ignores, completely ignores the border wall and that argument. Just a lot of these people are coming in here legally, just outstaying their visas. I think that's important because, uh, you know, people come here, they want to they wanna live life here like uh, our citizens do. And uh, I, I think they should get the opportunity to because... Um, you know, they just want to start a life for themselves and they're not really doing anything wrong besides determining the setting where they, they uh, spend the rest of their lives. You know, I think the U.S. is a great setting. I think it's uh, one of the greatest countries in the world. And um, it's it's uh, it's unfair that some people don't have the opportunity to live here and make life better for themselves. And, you know. They're coming from really bad backgrounds, really bad countries where it's very violent, lots of crimes going on, Talking and they about just want like countries like uh, Honduras, Salvador, and Guatemala, right? Yeah. But we also have countries who are struggling economically, like Venezuela, where these people are actually starving to death, and we have to we have to consider a humanitarian approach. You can't let people sink or uh, drown. We have to help or open our open yeah, our borders it's... at some point, at least to a certain amount of people who need the help who are struggling exactly. the day to day. Who can't eat can't support their children people and, aren't coming here with bad intentions they're well-intentioned 
sometimes things don't go to plan and we see a 6% catch felonies, but people are coming here well-intentioned to stay here, to build a future and uh, develop a new way of life. A lot of these immigrants come here and they work their asses off. You know, they're not lazy people. They come here trying to make them make a better life for themselves. You know, they're not bad people and they just want they just want what's better for them and for their families. So we're not discrediting that there is bad immigrants, but there's there's bad uh, citizens, too. There's bad white people, there's bad black people, bad Mexicans, bad wherever you're from. There's there's bad and good and everything. But the numbers, the numbers don't lie. And uh, we see that a lot of these immigrants, especially coming from uh, the south, so Latin America, Mexico, mostly come to stay. They come to work. They come to like attribute or put in their own contributions to the U.S. economy by either buying homes or uh, paying taxes, starting getting jobs. Yeah, it's, it's a real help to the economy. You know, um, these people are putting in work, paying taxes. Um, it's. Uh, so I'm Joel. Uh, I'm going to follow up with uh, Christian uh, Jose. So as we defined, uh, 11.7 million of uh, these immigrants are coming from the southern border from Mexico. So uh, Mexico actually makes up 28% of all the immigrants in America. Did you know that, Christian? I did not. You shut up because you did your research. <laughs> we'll continue. The second country that ha- uh, makes up the most immigrants is uh, El Salvador and uh, Honduras, which those are countries that are battling with uh, immigrants seeking asylum in the United States. They uh, make their way through Mexico and come up through the and southern border do you as think well. It, do you think it is uh, our respons- responsibility to take those immigrants in? Uh, it's not really our responsibility. It's more of a humanitarian approach. Uh, what do you think uh, compensates them to deserve a life in the United States? So uh, there's a lot of uh, struggle in those countries. As you see, there's countries like Venezuela who are in major crisis and uh, places where uh, violence is rampant, like El Salvador, and those people need help. And they yeah, either will we like them or when we don't, they're coming into the U.S. I agree with you. You know, isn't like America's supposed to be like a brand new life for you, many opportunities, and like we're, if we don't, if we let those immigrants in, we're giving them a new life, a better life, and that's what like America stands for. Yeah, the point. Like whether we like it or not, those are the, where the numbers are coming from. You know, the fourth country with the most immigrants is actually China, but we don't hear anything about China, right? We don't hear anything about these Chinese immigrants. The number is actually two hundred sixty-eight thousand Chinese immigrants in the United States. And China is actually a country that doesn't cooperate with uh, that is deportation. A lot, that is a lot smaller than 11 million, though. It is, but uh, it's up there. It still is up there. You don't hear not a single uh, chime from these uh, Chinese immigrants. I mean, out of 327 million, you know, 200,000 doesn't really seem like a big uh, number. But you see, Mexico, Salvador, and Honduras are actually countries that uh, help with deportation. They cooperate. China, on the other hand, is not. It's one of uh, 23 countries, I believe, that doesn't cooperate with immigration Why or not? deportation. They just don't. They're not open to it. Trump administration in 2016 said we were going to put uh, pressure down and uh, get these countries to cooperate, but uh, still hasn't come to terms. Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is the Political Junkie. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Halal, my co-host, Adrian Martinez, and my co-host, Jesus Hernandez. And today we'll be talking about uh, immigration. It's a very interesting topic. You know, um, ever since this country was founded uh, a lot of a lot of that has immigrants have been responsible for that and building the economy and uh, determining the fate of our community and our country um, we have 11.7 million immigrants coming from the southern border alone Mexican immigrants 
And uh, I just want to know you guys' uh, opinion on that. And uh, Welcome to The Political Junkie. We're hitting the podcast industry like cocaine in the 80s. I'm one of your hosts, Joel Marquez. I'm Christian Pena. I'm Major Martinez. I'm Jesus Hernandez. And today's topic, immigration.